The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, major professional events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. And yes, that is the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot. This is the TWBC Podcast and uh, I am joined... Uh, by a, a good a good friend of mine from from across the pond uh, from Blighty, uh, however you want to call it, uh, it is none other than Robert Hazelwood. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Nice to be here. Oh, good, good. And here being the uh, Hilltop Lake, which is the venue for the uh, for the Syndicate uh, Hilltop uh, Slalom event, you are a member of a Team Syndicate. Uh, how how important it is for you to rep the brand here? I think it's awesome. I've never been here. Um, I've seen all the webcasts and all the awesome footage that comes out of here in the past. Um, and it really is as beautiful as it looks on the video. It's amazing. Everything's, it's a bit like home in a way, um, just a little bit warmer. Everything's green, everything's kind of plush and, yeah, beautiful lake. And it's good to be here with the whole syndicate team. All right, then. So, obviously, for those of you that uh, that listen into this podcast or have been in the sport in the while. The name Hazelwood synonymous with with tournament water skiing. So, why don't, why don't you introduce yourself to the good people that uh, that don't that don't know you? So, my name's Rob Hazelwood. Um, I'm 22 years old currently, um, and I've been skiing since I was all about about three years old. Competing since I was about um, I think six or seven. So, I've been in the sport for quite a quite a long time, and my family's been in it even longer. My cousin Will Asher sat over there. Tom Asher back in um, Orlando. And my uncle, uh, Mike Hazelwood, he's the kind of, he was the, the, the starting skier of the Hazelwood kind of Hazelwood Asher um, skiing generation. So yeah, I've had quite a few good skiers come before me, so I'm trying to follow up suit and um, see how this skiing goes. Uncles and aunts. I mean, Tim yeah. Hazelwood. Oh, yeah. let's, let's not. Let's yeah, not. Tim Hazelwood. No, left him out. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's. He just won. He just beat Mick in the nationals. He got uh, won all three events, which is um, yeah, pretty impressive for Tim, showing his big brother who's the boss currently. But uh, there's there's plenty of competition going on there. And Durant so sure. as well is still very much yeah. involved. Jill, in she's got. She went back over the ramp for the first time in. I can't remember. First time in quite a while this year. Wow. She got. She got the bug again. She was trying to get the record. I think she was trying to go for. For 18 or 20 metres, she looks, yeah, she was ripping it up this year. She loves it. Okay, and you've been ripping it up in uh, in, in previous seasons. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, you, you you skied at the Under-21 World Championships over in uh, Canada, and uh, that was, that that kind, that kind of got your name out there a little bit among the uh, among the hierarchy of skiers. I mean, you, you skied really, really well at that, those occasions. Yeah, yes, yeah, I skied okay. That was a little bit of a weird year. Um, that was the year that I snapped my bicep in March. In Chile, yeah. Yeah, in Chile. So I put my hand through the handle. Um, didn't go well. Not, a, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> no. Not a good idea. Ended up tearing my uh, bicep belly. So no tendons involved, but just straight through the whole muscle. Um, have some good pictures if you want to see it. Um, no, I don't. I don't particularly <laughs> want <gross>. to. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty 
pretty gnarly injury really it doesn't happen that often it's not a common thing most people snap tendons and the recovery is pretty well known it's kind of three months six months to full to full recovery so I did that in March luckily um, had a really good surgeon in Chile the Miranda's kind of really helped me out there they um, supported me well so I got one of the best surgeons in South America and fixed it up well but came back home and the guy that I that I um, the consultant that I saw when I was back home just so I was in kind of the the medicals the medical area so if something happened I'd have a surgeon was super negative like you yeah probably never gonna be able to ski again your arm's gonna oh not my word. your arm's never gonna straighten it's gonna get to 30 30 degrees which is not not straight not even close no. he's like yeah by the looks of those pictures that muscle tissue's already dead it's like obviously there's a lot like there's a slight chance but the chances of you having any sort of strength flexibility and i was like Oof. and then went to go see the physio that i've been with for years and he was a bit more positive and he said, no, ignore that. We'll get it straight. Um, and my goal was to just, um, I was going to miss that whole season. I was hoping secretly in my head I didn't tell anyone really because everyone was saying that it wasn't going to happen. I wanted to try skiing the world to Malaysia, which was, I think, in August or September. Like, that was the goal. Um, but, yeah, I managed to rehab it well and the muscle healed. And, yeah, I was back in Canada. So I think I, I was skiing about a month before the world's in Canada. So, um I think I came away with a... I think I was fourth in overall. Yeah. Um, I think fourth in slalom. I think about eighth or somewhere in jump usually is where I end up and made the trick final. So it was, yeah, it was a, it was a good event for me considering um, I was coming off a month skiing and um, yeah, yeah, it was a fun one. It was my first, it was my first under... I think it was my... Oh no, it was my last under 21 Worlds. That was it because of the years this year. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, yeah, it went well, but that was... Yeah, it was kind of this year that really I feel like I actually kind of showed everyone what I can do, and um, and yeah, it was a this the start of this year was where I really feel like I started to off ski with, properly. Yeah, starting off with the Swiss Pro Slalom, right? Because yeah. I mean, you had it. Yeah, you had a pretty good outing on that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you, I mean, I remember you. For me, would, it's what dreams were made of. I, I dreamed of that all like my whole life. So. Yeah, it was to go out there and ski that well. For me, I mean, obviously, it's subjective how well I skied. But for me, in my head, that was a dream to go out there and get three three at 41 twice and make the final and be on the dock with, um, obviously, the big cousin. And and I think I think I was I think I was third seed in the final. So it was yeah, it was a little bit surreal. It was You've amazing. already mentioned Will twice in this podcast. You mean how 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 much is he inside your head? I just he's, he he supports me a lot. He helps me a lot. Um, I wouldn't be here without him and um, and the support that my whole family's given me. Really, it's everyone kind of says, um, yeah, it's just a lot of support from your family, which is amazing. And I really appreciate all the help that they all give me. That's the biggest thing. And I try my hardest to kind of help as much as I can. But um, I'm 22, and everything that I've learned has come from them. So it's um, yeah, no, it mean it means a lot. And yeah, obviously I want to beat him. I I'm not. I'm not here to to lose as things go, but um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 nice to be able to say that I can compete against Will Asher and I can compete against the best in the world. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, we're, we're conducting this interview just before the Hilltop uh, Pro Am mm-hmm. Islam event, which has a head-to-head element. You know, yeah, I mean. I haven't seen you too much in the head-to-head environment and just imagine the situation you paired up against Will Asher in one of the, the head-to-head rounds. I mean, what, that, what can that you do? We just go, oh, it's just, but it's just like, I mean, when we train together back um, back in Orlando, it's, it's just like that. We don't just, we're not, we're both competitive people. We don't just, we're not, we don't have a huge tournament in practice, but we go out there and it's always on the back of your mind that, oh, he wants to beat me, I want to beat him. It's like, um, 
Like I know when Jet were before Masters, we were all training together. As we had like half the syndicate team skiing together on one lake, mm. and it's not like we're we're out for a fight and trying to win and kill ourselves to win. But um, there's always a little bit of a joke made at who gets the best score, and no, it's it's a lot of fun. All right then. So uh, we've got we've got a lot of great tournaments uh, coming up. Uh, you remember the syndicate team. Uh, one thing that strikes me about you is that I mean you're relatively young. You're 22, but you but you but you don't hide yourself in a corner or anything like that. You know you you don't hold that much close to your chest type deal so far as what you've learned and what you're prepared to share you know so i mean you've done like youtube stuff you know with with slalom instruction and that kind of stuff you know uh, give us an idea of how that what the epiphany was for something like that to happen at such a young age well i think it's um it's pretty obvious that i've had quite a um I've had an extremely lucky upbringing i was around some of the best skiers obviously just to be able to ski in itself is a is a it's kind of a blessing like it's a great it's a great life that it gives you the friends that you meet um but just to have um to have the upbringing that I did to be able to ski with lots of different coaches and obviously my family is quite a knowledgeable family as it goes we've been around for quite a long time in this in the ski world so I've had a lot of knowledge given to me um and I've always tried my best to try and understand it and especially when you're a kid you just do what you're told mm-hmm. but I really once I started coaching I think I was about um I was about 14 or 15 we had a kid come along Tom Parkin um and I'd never coached anyone before, and Dad was like, right, you're going to coach him. He was eight years old wow. and tiny, up to your shoulder kind of thing, um, and really shy. <laughs> He'll laugh if he hears this. Um, <laughs> but Dad was like, right, you, you're going to coach him. Is you just there's? Um, it was back in at, at our lake. We didn't. No one really paid for coaching. Everyone just helped each other out. Um, and I was like, yeah, well, it's, it's an experience, and I'm so so thankful that I did. Um, and I still coach him now when I'm when I'm back in England um, and with Charlotte Warden and obviously everyone else who's there. We all help each other out as much as we can, and um, and that was when I realised how much that coaching helps in your head. Think about things. It helps you put it into words. It helps you kind of reimagine it for yourself instead of just taking words from a coach. You, you can think about the words and you can truly understand the words. And it's, so, in, so in some ways, it's therapeutic. Yeah, I, well, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's therapeutic. It's stressful. I, I suck at video and I don't, I'm not very good at talking to the camera. <laughs> I have to take about 20 shots to just to get a, te- a little a little five-minute clip. But um, but it's it, for me, it's putting the words that it I'm trying to think. It gets easier the more into, you do it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, um, it's trying to put the words into perspective and... And I never really realized, I've always grown up at a, at a ski lake where everyone gets coaching and there's knowledge and most things are near correct. Obviously, there's lots of different ways of doing it. Um, but I never realized until I started to kind of go around and go to Chile and kind of hear of people in America. And I just assumed that everyone had a coach and everyone knew what they were doing. But all of a sudden, hmm. I started to get a few messages and people, I would say obvious things that I would always see, like people with their hands the wrong way around or... Um, just kind of simple things like what binding they're using, like they're using some lace-up binding on their back kicker that their foot's obviously not going in, the wings on upside down, the wings at like five degrees, stuff like that that is to me quite obvious because it's just what I've grown up with. But um, it really helps them because they don't have, so if they have someone that they can go and, okay, we're going to go on YouTube and we're going um, we're gonna, to we're gonna follow Rob Hazelwood and we're going to hopefully, what I was doing for a little bit was weekly instructions, like yeah. picking up a point, say whether you're, it's, how do you think about rotating your hips to the handle? This is the problem. What's a way that I'm not telling them what to do, but I'm going, okay, you're narrowing to two, four. How could you go about it? And to be honest, it was from golf. I got into golf in lockdown. Like I think most of the people in the world okay. seem to. 
Um, and there's instru- you search up an instruction video on golf. I'm slicing the ball 100 yards out of bound, which is what I did. You got the shanks. <laughs> um, and there's a million videos on there. And there's like, um, I'm sure Rick Shields, if anyone golfs, I think he's w- pretty well known. Um, he does a, thousands of instructional videos, but it's simple, it's short, and it's it's so helpful in skiing. Mm-hmm. There's a few, I think Seth's sister has done a few, and um, I don't know if I pronounce his name right there, sorry. Seth um, Tisha. Ah, close. Um, but I know he's done quite a few, and I've watched them, and um, there's a few floating out there, but there's not really one account where there's lots of that. So I wanted to start it, and, and people seem to take to it really well. I love it when I, go to a, when I go to a new lake and someone comes up and says, hey, I watched your video, it really helped this, and I get a comment, and it's, it makes me feel good that I'm helping. Um, even if it's one person finds a video useful, it, it, yeah, it feels good to help people. Yeah, I mean, because one of the points there that in, in, in that answer with the wrong hand up for years, I was left foot forward mm-hmm. and I skied left hand up, yeah. you know, and then, then Chris Sullivan rode in the boat one time. He says, you do realize you're supposed to be right hand up. <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're the little things. You go to these places and um, I've been lucky enough to have to do a few coaching days the last few years, um, kind of traveling around England and going to some new sites. And just the little things like that, it's so... The little things that can affect a skier so much, because whoever skis isn't just doing it just because, like, most people who ski love it, and they want to get better, and obviously there's an enjoyment there, but you can go to a place, and it's just a little bit of knowledge, it's like their their wings at two degrees, and it's messing them up, or their bindings Mm. are off the century, or it's just something weird, and you can can help people out with just a few simple things, and obviously coaching, but, um, yeah, no, it's amazing how just a little bit of knowledge can go a long way. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And, uh, yeah, we're conducting this interview uh, right smack bang in the middle of the dock here <laughs> at, uh, at, at Hilltop, just for a little bit of that ambiance, you know, with the wind, with the, with, with the waves and stuff like that. But let's move forwards a little bit. You've just arrived back from England, haven't you? I have. Within the last few days. Yes. You've been skiing two months in England, haven't mm-hmm. you? I have. And, you know, whereas, whereas the temptation would be, well... You know, I'm in a fairly good situation in the United States. England is pretty much cut off from the rest of the world, or at least from Europe. You know, so first of all, why did you decide to return? And secondly, what were the challenges in returning and and actually being there in that environment, uh, given this worldwide pandemic that has basically touched everyone in some way or form? Yeah, I mean, to be honest... um this is the first year that I've kind of been in America for a length of time that isn't just about two weeks for, for a summer holiday. Um, but it's, I, I love home. It's, it's like here, like I say, I come to, um, come to Hilltop and it's like, man, it's like home. Everything's green, everything's bright. It's not sweltering hot. Um, and obviously my family's there and my girlfriend, we go back home. Um, and it's, it's just a nice place to be. I skied my home lake and the place is pretty much perfect now i know when you listen to if you ever watch any of like will's old interviews and anyone who used to ski there it was a little messy mm-hmm. like it was a little rolly there was no islands the boats were um not always spot on whereas now we have an amazing boat we have um plenty of, there's always plenty of drivers there's plenty of people to give me input and the place just doesn't produce a roller anymore so it's it's just nice to be home skiing with family and and like i say i can do clinics out there and and help do some coaching and 
I just had immediate flashbacks of my day skiing at Hazelwood. <laughs> we oh, did a little movie, a little rolly. A lot rolly and yeah. no islands and stuff like that. No, I mean, now there's not, if you go there, there's, there's not a single excuse, really. And that's, it's, it's good in one way because you can practice and everything's the same. And It still feels um, like whenever you turn and go for the entrance gates on your opening pass, it, feel, it still feels like you're about to end up in, in the middle of someone's caravan, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I think I'm a little bit used to it. But yeah, yeah, no, in the, in the banks. But no, it's... Um, yeah, I, ju- I just like being home. It's it's like I said, it's it's home to me. Um, Eng- uh, America's amazing. Uh, it's just the most perfect place to ski. Holy, well, nearly just killed us with a football. Um, uh, yeah, it's the most beautiful place to ski, and uh, yeah, it's not the warmest. It's not the best weather. It's maybe a little bit windy, but um, but yeah, no, it's home. What do, what do you have to say about that little distraction there from from Will? He was, was he actually threw a, a football. Bit aggressive that was maybe maybe I might have to change my. Change <laughs> now, yeah. now if you're in the head to head situation, the final there's you flying around when he's going on six ball. I'll pay. <laughs> now you're just gonna have to beat him like you've never beaten him before. <laughs> well, fingers crossed, then. All right then. So. Okay, where were we? Okay, uh, skiing in England. Uh, challenges getting there and there and back because it's still yeah. pretty much under a fairly yeah, strict it's, lockdown. it's not too bad. We had a, luckily, um, we had a lot of help at the start of the year getting waivers. There's this thing called an NIE waiver at the minute. So you're allowed into the country um, for, for sport, basically. Um, so it wasn't too hard getting to the US. Obviously, it's always a little bit nervous. Um, the customs agents obviously very very nice but they can be a little bit scary <laughs> i'm sure most people know it's a very um, nice man yeah no 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 we didn't have a problem um we we're allowed in and out the country um because of the nie so it was nice to go home and obviously i've had enough covid tests in the past three months to um i don't know i've had a lot of covid tests but to, um, enough to choke a horse yeah pretty much um but no it's it's been nice and there's not that many tournaments i only missed two tournaments back here um I think with the Wisconsin the overall tournament and um, US Open, which I was very close to coming out to, but just decided against decided to my home nationals um, yeah. instead. But no, yeah, it hasn't been too hard to get in and out, just a lot of COVID tests. What was that like the uh, the the uh, the nationals? Because I mean, last year they had to they had to cancel that event due to the pandemic, but this time around, yeah, uh, Steve, yeah, no. Stevie Glanfield yeah. uh, pulled pulled off a uh, what what appeared to be a highly successful yeah, event. Yeah, yeah, it was a good tournament. I mean, it's a lovely lake. They got a uh, nice new boat, um, and yeah, it was a great tournament. To be honest, it was um, it was different. I haven't skied there in quite a while. Um, it's a little bit of a different lake to ours, but no, it was yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. It's nice to be back home and. Um, and and keep in contact with everyone really. If you you come out to America for a year, like even when I go come here for three months, I go back and um, it's like everything's changed. There's new people everywhere. There's new people are skiing differently. Like it's all. So yeah, it's nice to keep in contact with the people that I kind of grew up with. All right then. So before we round off uh, this interview, is there anything you'd like to say uh, by you know thanks some people or what yeah, have just, you? I mean, thank you to everyone that lets me keep on um, keep on doing this great sport. Um, I'm having a great time. Obviously, my family and the syndicate uh, ski family and company, they, um, I mean, they make some amazing skis, if I'm honest. That's that's all I have to say. But no, it's a, yeah, a lot of people help me do the sport that I love. And thank you to everyone, family, friends, and um, the people who put on great tournaments at Great Lakes like this at Hilltop. So hopefully, hopefully we can keep, keep skiing for many years to come and um, have some fun. 
And also a big thanks to Will Asher for that little moment of levity say, in, the min- yeah. in the middle there. <laughs> but uh, but you'd have been listening to Robert Hazelwood. I'm Tony Lightfoot. This is the TWC, TWBC podcast. And uh, the next episode will be coming at you very, very soon. But until then, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.